0: Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to ADWEEK Presents. My name is Al Manorino, and I am the senior producer of the ADWEEK Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me today for the launch of Adweek's latest podcast, Adweek Presents, which dives deep behind our paywall to share our favorite talks from past Adweek events featuring some of the most recognizable names in music, television, sports, and film, sharing their unique approach to marketing that have made them icons in the field. At Brand Week 2021, we were honored to have this fashion, film, and music icon grace our virtual stage for an intimate conversation with Adweek's Chief Content Officer, Lisa Granitstein. Hear how her limitless talents transform the entertainer into an entrepreneur with a billion-dollar empire that includes collabs with Coach, DSW, and Dolce & Gabbana, as well as launching her own beauty line, Blazing Trails, and partnering with Goldman Sachs' 10,000 Small Business Program in support of Latina entrepreneurs. So let's get loud and enjoy this conversation when Adweek presents... Jennifer Lopez.
2: Thanks so much for being with us today and congratulations for your honor of Brand Visionary Award. That's a really big deal for Adweek to have you accept this. We want to talk about your remarkable career, everything you've done in fashion and music and film and also philanthropy. Talk to me a little bit about that. What's what's important to you these days when it comes to philanthropy? It's
3: really about providing opportunities for people to enhance their lives. You know, this month I announced a partnership called Limitless Labs with Goldman Sachs to kind of elevate and support Latin entrepreneurs with their 10,000 small business programs, which I'm really excited about. It's just important to me that people in underserved communities, like the one that I grew up in, in the Bronx, obviously, should have equal opportunities and a seat at the table to realize all of their dreams,
2: and limitless sounds familiar. Does that come from?
3: Yes, kind of like <laughs> tell, me, tell me about limitless. That. Comes from one of my songs that I did for a movie called Second Act, where it was very much about when you think that opportunity is not there for you, and realizing that the only kind of limits you have are in your mind. So I'm at a point in my life where it has become incredibly important to me to be vocal about that. Obviously, I put that theme in movies. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it with Limitless Labs, but to use my platform and the influence that I'm so privileged to have and continue to work with partners to focus on females, to focus on families, Latinx community, and women of color and especially entrepreneurs, because I really feel like entrepreneurs are such special people. They're artistic and business, and there's just something about that that really, for me, can change the world in so many ways.
2: And it's something you obviously can relate to, being an entrepreneur yourself. And speaking of which, um, you're you're involved with many brands, Mm -hmm. whether it's Versace, the Dolce and Kambani, mm-hmm. seems like lately. Yeah. But you have a campaign coming out and a collab with Coach yes. and DSW. Yes. Tell me a little bit about those.
3: For Coach, I was all about aligning with a brand that was New York original. That's very important to me. Mm-hmm. That brings like culturally appropriate and quality apparel at an affordable price that I could relate to, that somebody who grew up like I grew up could relate to. So we all work together to tell the stories that resonate with the world around us. I, I definitely do, and most recently, telling stories about a world reopening and the joy of connecting with family again and friends again mm-hmm. and being a community again. And I just, I just really love that message. And tell me a little bit about DSW. You have a video game coming out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now I have to ask, does this have anything to do with the twins? Did they influence you at all? Are they gamers?
3: Um, Did they influence me? Uh, Yes, I mean, it's it's a gaming society Mm -hmm. now, you know? And so, for sure, that was something, that was DSW's idea, but uh, you know, my, my family and friends, they love DSW. They love that they can go there and get designer shoes at a good price and find something that could Make them feel good, and uh, I love shoes and I love fashion, and I get to experience the best that the world has to offer and translate that into DSW. So, anything that they come up with to try to connect with fans is always exciting for me.
2: So, what are some of the considerations you have in working for brands? Um, how do you decide what partnerships to take mm-hmm. on? What do you decide, like, no way, I'm not going near it?
3: Early in my career, I chose to be a brand ambassador for companies like L'Oreal and Louis Vuitton when others weren't even really doing that. And I think it was important because there was so much kind of taboo for a real artists or actresses or recording artists to do those type of mm-hmm. things. But I felt that it was important to start seeing somebody who looked like me in those ads because it had been the same look for so long. And to see a a Latina woman there, a young Latin girl at the time, for me was very, very important. And so I took that chance and knew that that would be something that could make a difference. Now I think I've transitioned into taking on a much more active role by becoming a founder, an owner, and sometimes even an investor in companies that I have a unique and authentic Connection with that I believe are doing good work, mm-hmm. or do something that resonates with me, or I feel resonates with the people who um, you know who are my audience, or who right. grew up like me. But again, this is a result of understanding a lot more about the business and the power of an artist that has kind of that has been a shift in that, and of the creator yeah. being very powerful and bringing innovative future focused products and companies to to center stage where they can have a greater impact on society.
2: And so you're you're quite involved in the creative process. I mean, that's important to you. Right? I think
3: that's what I bring to these yeah. brands that mm-hmm. I work with is, is that, you know, I look at each one of these opportunities carefully. And it's not just about the money for me. It's about selecting the best in class founders, innovative products and companies and looking to improve lives of everybody.
2: So tell me a little bit about uh, J.Lo Beauty.
3: This has been a long time coming. It's not something I did overnight. It's something that my whole life has informed, I think, as an artist and as a a woman, Mm. you know. um, As a founder of the brand, I really wanted to create products that work as hard as I do. J.Lo Beauty launched on January 1st, and I can't believe it because, like I said, it was over 20 years. In the thinking and the last three years in the making, and it's just been a real passion project for me.
2: And it's a bestseller at Sephora. It's yeah, it's doing
3: it's doing really well, you know. And I thought the most organic thing for me to do was to start in skincare, yeah, um, because that was the most asked question I had. And really, with the idea of building a lifestyle beauty and lifestyle company, that was. really for everyone. Uh Really for uh, a a diverse group of women instead of just one type of woman. And I think J.Lo Beauty stands for that. And it's also, it sounds
2: like from what I've been reading, very authentic to who you are because I read something about it's really tied into your philosophy and regimen, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: your beauty regimen. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, I, I read something about olive oil.
3: Oh yeah, Tell yeah. Me about no, the that, olive that, oil. the olive oil for me was just like a, a building block, a, a place to begin. That felt really from my family secrets. It's like my mom, my grandma. There was something about olive oil that was just kind of like nature's natural moisturizing and glow ingredient. And so, how did we take that and kind of put it with modern products and? create something new, that had the basis of something that was true and authentic, but also used the best of technology and forward modern, you know, ingredients and science.
2: A lot of this is, it's really incredible what you've done because um, back in the 90s, you were really one of the first to come out with what we'll call personal brand. Yeah. And it was before the culture caught up to you. Yeah. Was this, was this a choice? Was this something you thought of? Is this a goal, or just sort of?
3: No, I think it's just like limitless. Like there was there was an idea that I had that I didn't think I ever had to just do one thing. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't just have to be an actress or just a singer. Yeah. I could be an actress and a singer, and I could be a dancer, and I could be a producer, and I could direct, and I could create perfumes and with Cody, because I had that opportunity, or yeah. make clothes, and I don't think you start thinking about a personal brand you be you become it because of what you create what mm-hmm. you do how you live and who you are ultimately i think it's about what you reflect and what people see mm-hmm. because in the end you represent something. Yeah. And I think I've been incredibly fortunate in my life and I live out loud through my artistry yeah. and my creativity and try to stay, you know, as authentic to myself as I can. Mm-hmm. With my song, I'm real, you know, I'm like, yeah. that, I'm, that, that was important to me. And yeah. to, to stay connected to my roots and not ever change or make what people said or thought about me yeah. influence who I really was inside and, and, and shy away from any one side of myself. And part of that, was, again, never allowing anybody to put me and limit me within a box. There was just a whole entire universe and many multi-universes of space to be whatever you want to be.
2: But it took a lot of inner strength to do that, obviously, (laughs) and time and effort.
3: At times it was difficult.
0: Use code Adweek for ten percent off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over
2: to ViralGrowth.io
0: and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. I was talking to
2: your longtime manager Benny Medina, mm-hmm. and he was saying how this is sort of a moment right now that you know that all the 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 issues of sexism, ageism, culturalism are now our superpowers, and that you're you're coming to this amazing point in your career where you're you're just blowing through it and you're continuing to rise. Do you feel like you are in a moment, like part of this culture, of everything sort of coming together and recognizing women, recognizing women of color?
3: I think that this has there. been a long time coming and I think the women that came before us, my mom and her mom, we've all been pushing to this moment. And then we pushed. Mm-hmm further beyond what they thought. And my gra- my mom pushed further beyond my grandmom and then we pushed further beyond this and now my kids are pushing further beyond that. And I think that's why this is happening. I think it's not any one person or any one thing. I think it's many, many women, you know, understanding and, 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 and not being afraid to Uh, including myself, to not be afraid to say, you know, I I deserve a seat at the table. I have something to offer. I am worthy. I have value. And it's not just in my home cooking in front of a stove, which is the old idea, you know? It's like, no, I'm artistic. I am smart. I have good business sense. I'm, you know, uh, I'm creative. I'm forward thinking, I'm visionary, I want to learn, I want to keep learning, I want to keep evolving, I want to keep growing. Mm -hmm. And I think those are the things that women have been kind of creating this hurricane. I said that when we did the video for Limitless, I was like, we are creating a storm right now Mm -hmm. and it is gonna change things. And when the storm is over, The things that need to be knocked away will have been washed away and then there's going to be this beautiful rainbow and it's going to be a new day and that's what's happening i think in the world right now and and that's what i want for my kids not just my daughter for my son too i want him to be just as conscious about women Mm -hmm. as my daughter is for herself
2: now one thing we haven't talked about is social media which is another area where you are completely crushing it, 172 million followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. 45 million Twitter followers, you're even big on TikTok. Are you comfortable with social media? I mean, you know, back in the day, you had celebrity tabloids, yeah. just, you know, making breaking careers, and it's a lot harder to control a social yeah, media Yeah, I'm
3: lucky because I think I came into social media I I know enough of the old world before social media, and (laughs) so I'm not like a kid who's growing up in it where it's the be all and end all, and it could really destroy me or emotionally or anything like that. I know that it's great for what it is, but also don't take it so seriously that it could somehow hurt me uh, on an emotional or personal level. And so I I recognize the power that the artist, the founder, has been given because of Mm -hmm. social media. I also recognize the responsibility and the need to set boundaries. So a great reward with social media is being able to connect directly with my fans. That's a big deal for me. The ability to engage across multiple platforms that has expanded and and grown Mm -hmm. the trajectory of my personal brand, uh, but also on my terms without the the traditional media Mm kind of getting in there and creating a narrative that I can't dispel or that people are just run off with and go, oh, that's who she is. Now I can go, no, that's not who I am. That's, you know, and they can see me for who I really am. There's a direct line. And I think that's incredibly important. And that's what shifted the power, where somebody would said, no, we're not gonna give that girl, let her make her own makeup brand. Nobody's gonna invest in that. You know, she's just a girl from the valley. And now she has a billion dollar business, you know, but the fans chose that. People right. were interested in that person. And they had something that connected, and so when that was taken away, now the artists and the creatives have a, a different type of power because they're the scarce asset, and people can really decide instead of the gatekeepers. Right. And I think that was a big shift that happened for a lot of entrepreneurs with but, social media.
2: But it could also blow up, right? And you're very—you seem to be very careful, yeah, about how and responsible, yeah, There's responsible tweeting. But not everyone is. Um, Does that worry you some days? Like, oh, my God. People are
3: different people. Like, everybody's not the same. No. You know, and some people, they'll tweet whatever they want or say whatever they want and do certain things. And some people are more conscious and responsive. Well, let's say, you know, um, more conscious of what they want to do or, you know, or more careful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I do what's comfortable for me. And right. that's all I can do. And I don't I don't judge anybody else. If somebody wants to be really outspoken on social media, that is their right and their privilege. And I applaud them for it, for not being afraid of what other people are gonna think <laughs> and really speaking their minds. Um, and I speak my mind when I need mm-hmm. to. Um, and I wouldn't want anybody judging me for that. So that's something that is, is really a personal choice.
2: And who do you go to when you need advice? Do you have a mentor? Do you have Advisor. I mean, I'm sure you have a ton of advisors, but yeah. is there like some go-to people?
3: Yeah, absolutely. There's a few people in my life that kind of are my touchstones that I, you know, count on to run things by and kind of say, I'm thinking of this and watch their reactions and who know me very well and who understand me and what I'm trying to do all the time. and. And yeah, for sure, I have a few people like that. Not, a, I don't have a big circle. I have a small circle, and uh, I like it that way. Yeah. I've always, I, I don't, I'm not the person who has 100 texts a day or my phone rings constantly. That's not who I am. I have a very small group of very close people that I okay. trust and that I love, who I know or have my best interests at heart, and, uh, and who understand me as a public person, but also as a private person. Which at times there's the same, but at times it's very different.
2: You are at your core a creative, but you are also now a businesswoman. You have been for some time, for 20 plus years. But what are some of the lessons that you think you've learned as being a businesswoman? I
3: think my biggest lesson is what I mentioned earlier, is to recognize that as the artist, as the creative person, as the person who can do that part, it's kind of what I call being the scarce asset. To value what you contribute, and ultimately know when and how to build and capitalize on that. So, being the scarce asset mm-hmm. is, I think, what we've been sold as artists is like you're a dime a dozen. The next girl will come along, and there's somebody who'll be younger than you and better than you, and 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 that's not the truth. And it's like you're disposable, especially as women. And I think. For me, what i realized is like, no, there's only one me, there's only one that person, there's only one that person, there's only one that person, and what they have to offer is uniquely different than everybody else, and I am the scarce asset as somebody who is a proven creator, artist, and entrepreneur, who has an ability to really connect with people. Um, and that is my, my blessing and my, what i feel is an incredible incredible gift that i've been given from god and i don't take it for granted and i also cherish it and try to use it in the best way that i always can
2: you've lived your dreams you you've done fashion music film you know it you've done philanthropy is next what do you dream about next what's your What's the
3: next thing? All the things that I've learned over many, many years, I'll just be doing everything that I love and hopefully in a much better way. I have, you know, three movies coming out in 2022. One is Marry Me with the soundtrack. I'm also working on music, preparing a tour that I cannot wait to start. When the world opens up even a little bit more and things are more back to normal and all the while simultaneously building the J.Lo lifestyle brand. I think that's important. That's a mission for me that is going to be a big part of my second act to really empower women to creating their most beautiful life. Jennifer, thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for listening to Adweek Presents, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com podcasts. Stay up to date on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.
0: Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company?